1: Hey, this Haberman and Middlecoff YouTube segment is brought to you by Raycon's Earbuds. Go to buyraycon.com slash ham for 15% off. The new Everyday E25 Earbuds, the best ones yet, six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, a more compact design that gives you a nice noise, isolating fit. Go to buyraycon.com slash ham, 15% off, buyraycon.com slash ham, and check out the new Haberman and Middlecoff YouTube channel. Now, another segment. Today's discussion is... Is Robert Sala, the 49ers defensive coordinator, a lock to leave the 49ers? Uh, We talked, I guess, last week on the podcast about the possibility of it being, or maybe we did on the video on YouTube, kind of a last dance for this 49ers coaching staff. Um, But when you start trying to find exactly the matches, right, the coaches that are going to get fired, the places that would make sense, then it becomes a little bit harder just to lock it in and guarantee. Is he the number one candidate on the team? I think so. Yes. I mean, in terms of just like if you were to make a list, you'd put them up there. But if I told you suddenly that, you know, uh, Mike McDaniel, the Niners uh, run game coordinator, becomes a head coach out of the blue, would that shock you?
0: Or Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur's brother. Yeah. I mean, it's just he has a good year in Green Bay. He gets Aaron Rodgers playing well again. Based on last year, a guy that interviewed four jobs, you'd say Yes. And it felt like he interviewed really well with the Browns. I, I think the number one thing working against him, big picture, is he's a defensive coach. And now that you have another great year offensively with Kyle's guys in, in McDaniels and LaFleur, I'm just saying I don't think it's a lock. Now, no. I think he's clearly in the mix. And all year long, if the Niners keep having success, he'll be a name in the ether that's in on lists. And rightfully so, if their defense is good, he is fighting – you know an uphill battle the side of the ball he's on given how many young quarterbacks are in the league right now and we'll go through some of these teams I don't know man I mean look the team that he had the best chance last year and it felt like he might get the Browns job I, I remember being at the I think it was the Minnesota Vikings playoff game and rumors were circulating like Robert Solomon might get this job I was like yeah. damn but what happened when the dust settled? They went with Stefanski, an offensive coordinator. Remember, a couple days later after the game, it's like, well, Solid just kicked his ass, and they chose him. And, and to be honest, it's hard to blame them. They did take a guy two years ago as the number one overall pick at quarterback. Like they're gonna, their success or failure. Is going to be on with the quarterback success, right? As and, an organization, and it turned out
1: Stefanski had been like the runner-up the year prior, right? That he was already kind of in their ecosystem. Now Salah's got a couple programs where he's in their ecosystem too. Um, but before we go any further, let's not forget John too that that uh, he is a card-carrying
0: member of the Bald Brotherhood. That he Can is, get, and he's. That? Can we compare the shine right now? Uh, he, he consistently. He's got, you know, here's another thing he's got working for him and why he's definitely going to get interviewed. And we've seen, I don't think it quite came to fruition yet, but the exact rules on the minority hiring, uh, he does check off the Rooney rule. But I I think all the information coming out of the Browns, which, like you said, they already love Stefanski, Dee Podesta, who was leading the charge, and it was clear they really liked him. And you're just around him, his energy, he's young, Kyle's his guy, Pete loved him, Gus Bradley. Like he's got a lot of just positive things working for him, right? Yeah, I mean if you just said defensive
1: coordinator Sh- Sherman lo- oh, Sherman loves him. Sherman if you just said defensive coordinator or one of the best defenses in the league that went to the Super Bowl and is young and has worked for Kyle, has worked for uh Pete I mean that that without a photo, right? is just a coaching candidate Then you add to it that they play in a bunch of big games, sideline shots of him fist pumping, high five and getting into like all that, all those little things that when an owner's watching TV, um, he is, I would say any list that anybody puts together, right, coming into this year that said top, if you had top five coaching candidates for 2021, he'd be on all those lists and rightfully so. The question is when you start going So this offseason, we had five coaching changes, which is actually kind of low, right? Like usually it feels yeah. like we're in the six, seven, eight range. The only one in the AFC was the Browns. Well, Dan, Dan Quinn survived. Dan so. Quinn survived. That was a big one. Yeah, Yeah. that was a big one. And uh, Doug Marone survived. So and
0: those Doug were Marone two survived. that you kind
1: of felt like those guys might be on their way out that state. But that also means that they're on, they're at the front of the list now this year right? Yeah. Now the problem is
0: already their seats
1: already on fire. But like you said, are the Falcons, if they fire Dan Quinn, are they going to go back to a defensive coordinator? You tend to, you know, do something different than what you've been doing. If the Jags are bad enough to file, fire Doug Marone, they're all in maybe on then Trevor Lawrence. Would they want to go offensive head coach? Maybe now like the Panthers didn't right? the Panthers went defensive head coach to college coach that doesn't call plays. So it's hard to base everything on teams zigging after they zag. Um, but those would be two candidates, particularly the Jags. Like, that that would be a team based on its history there that you would think is at the top to of me, list. To me,
0: that's his best connection. And they don't necessarily have, like, a Sam Darnold, a Lamar Jackson, a uh, Josh Allen, where you go, you want to force an offensive coach. Now, they may get the number one overall pick, you know, or have the opportunity to get one of those guys. But I, I think a part of his package would be I'm bringing – one of kyle's guys yeah. with me whether it's mcdaniels or lafleur but that also gets me back to don't you then have to have the conversation that if we're drafting trevor lawrence why wouldn't we want that guy could he be the head coach maybe he's not head coaching material there is also when you look at the landscape of the league beside eric b it doesn't feel like there are that many and it changes but like Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay's going into this season, right? Right. When you look at the best teams, like, do the Eagles have one? Do the Cowboys have one? The Niners have a couple guys, but I, I think they're still they still feel a little bit farther away. The Packers don't have a guy. If uh, the, if the Bears, Bears'
1: offense is great, maybe you know Filippo's name. D'Filippo gets there back in the
0: mix, but he's you know he's been fired a couple of years take a in a row. seasons, yeah. Uh. You know, you got Pete Carroll. Well, his offensive coordinator is Schottenheimer's kid. So you go, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. You go, Greg Roman, uh, I don't know. It kind of feels like people don't think he's a head coach. That's where, to me, the curveball goes. Do we have a year where, like, Matt Campbell and Lincoln Riley make the jump? Because you would say if, like, Matt Campbell goes, I'm ready to come to the league, and he wins nine games at Iowa State, he would be a better candidate you know, than Robert Sala in theory, Lincoln Riley clearly would be still pretty high. Uh, here's a guy, you know, that's, I don't think they're going to be very good, but what if I told you the Panthers this year went like eight and eight and Teddy Bridgewater, sweet. Joe Brady would have a lot of buzz guy. we just seen how fast, like the Kyle Shanahan's where they just put in 10 years in their thirties as offensive coordinators. Those guys don't last. So if that, if that guy becomes – As all offensive coordinators. Yeah, he's just going to get hired. Where Robert Sala's margin for error is kind of slim, right? If their defense is not as good this year and it feels like Kyle's carrying the team, I feel like he would drop down a little bit. And it's fair or not, like you should hire your head – like part of Kyle Shanahan, what makes him great, obviously an elite play caller, but is the way the players talk about him, the way he communicates, how he understands the defense – how he can talk with any player, how consistent he is. Like There is more to being a head coach than just – like Andy Reid isn't just the play caller. Right. He's the, He puts He's out leader. all the fires. He relates to everybody. He runs the operation. And that that's where I think, have we jumped the shark a little bit? And who knows? Like big picture, could we go back to like maybe Ron Rivera's of the world are a little bit more in vogue, right? You just know this guy can lead you. He can get you going again. Or who you know a guy, let's say the Redskins have a little success the next couple years. Like, does Jack Del Rio get another job? You know, you just see some of these guys that can say, "I've been a head coach twice," or "I've been a head coach before." Yeah, I don't know. the The leadership element seems to be devalued a little bit,
1: even though it it matters. It it matters more than anything else, right? More than
0: I think it's been devalued greatly, guy. Yeah,
1: and I do think the other part of what you're talking about is. I do think there is going to be some level of just a swing back where a few defensive head coaches have success, right? And people go, oh, maybe I don't need – I don't just have to find somebody else's run game coordinator and just hope that he's Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan. I, I, it has
0: to happen. Does, that's that's does the Mike, these things does Mike, work. Does Mike Vrabel, if he, Vrabel has more success again this year, work well for Robert Saleh? Or are they kind of independent of each other because I mean, he's yes. a like, player. Look, I think
1: Roberts, as long as this defense continues to be good, whether it's this year or the next year, he, I, I'm pretty confident he'll be a head coach. I'd say very confident he'll be a head coach. Just these jobs turn over. If, if you're on a team that wins, and we have a lot of confidence in Kyle Shanahan, right? So if you're on a team yeah. that wins, those assistants just get shots, particularly ones who control their side of the football, which he does. So I, I do think it's I, – I would never say inevitable, but – I, I do think it's about as close as you can get for a defensive head coach right now. Now, to your point, like, what does Vrabel do? How individual is it? It does become really individual. Like, it's easy to say, eight jobs are open. Salah's definitely getting one. And then you start going down the list and you go, well, like you said, are the Lions going to go back to defense? Would the Falcons do defense again? Um, the Jags, what if they have the number one pick and they there isn't an obvious OC? Now, I, I think you're right. I think there's a, a really great argument for him. If he brings one of those guys with him, I think that's an easy sell. Um, I,
0: I, I I think it's a good package deal for him.
1: There's two 68 year old coaches in the league,
0: and he's tight with one of the organizations, right? There's Bill. I think Pete. he at any moment if Pete were to retire, you would think he would be in the mix. At least get an interview, assuming him and John Snyder have a good relationship, think highly of him. I also think though that individual spot. Let's say Pete retired at the end of this year. He's sixty-nine years old, even though he feels like forty. But let's just say he retired. Uh, I think they would have a long list of people be interested. Yeah. Like, and I don't, you know, John Schneider could like. That's one. Like, does Lincoln Riley pick up the phone? Does did he develop a close relationship with Chris Peterson where he goes, listen, you don't have to worry about all the fluff that you had to do in college. I run that. You just coach Russ Shaw. Say this is this is a this is a pretty good job. I think that they would have a long fucking list, guy, yeah. of people that would be interested because of the quarterback. And here's the other curveball: we haven't mentioned any of these programs besides going the other way. College football, given how much they pay guys, you know, if if Matt Campbell gets a job and Iowa State goes, why don't we interview Robert Solly, young guy, energetic, who worked in college football for? It. We'll pay you five million dollars. I'm just picking a random. Remember, he ball, yeah, he, I mean, he interviewed the Michigan State. Michigan job. State yeah, he and what once. is what do they end up paying uh, Mel Tucker <laughs> Jesus amount of cash right you you get like if if Harbaugh jumps back to the NFL you know some of these jobs that like you interview one of the top guys in the NFL if he gets offered that job it does make you think it's not 20 years ago where it's like I gotta take a pay cut like right. no you get a lot of money and I could bring one of the coaches with me still right? I think he's going to have a lot of options because he does have a little bit of a collegiate feel if I'm an AD, right? And I just see him, the Niners win again, and he's fist bumping. He looks like kind of a natural fit for that too, right? Just with his energetic kind of demeanor. Mm-hmm. Which, right or wrong, I mean, that's it's kind of stupid that we pigeonhole that to college because it works for both. You know, it's worked for Pete forever on both, right? But I, I do think ADs value that,
1: right? Yeah, because in the college game, part of that is about connecting with boosters and connecting with recruits. Can you recruit? Part of how we evaluate that is, well, we don't get to be in the living room with you, so just how do you act? what you, What's your personality? Can you connect with people?
0: Um, Chuck- we would probably both tell him, and I, I mean, not, he knows this. Like you said, they're going to keep being good. He's going to be in the mix for NFL jobs. Right. So you wouldn't necessarily, if you wanted to stay in the NFL, you wouldn't need to go to college just to quote unquote become a head coach. Right. Right. Because you, if you just, let's say it was a down year two more years in a row. So 10 jobs of those 10 jobs, if the Niners were playoff teams both years, he'd probably get five interviews at least. Part of this is are you an impressive
1: person? Right. Like, and I think he is. We've gone to a lot of his press conferences. We've seen him interact. When you sit down with the owner, do you impress them? Like, that is the final... Like, you can... Being a great team and having a lot of success, that gets you right to the one-inch line. But you still have to... You don't just get the job because, right? You do have to close the deal. And that's probably part of what makes me confident in him. I, I do think he has that... Like, I think if he gets enough of those shots, he will... Get one of those jobs, even if an owner comes in going, "Ah, we kind of want an offensive guy." But if they don't have a preconceived, no—that's uh, the other thing that's hard, right? Is like a lot of guys, not all. I'd, I'd be curious how it breaks down, but a lot of people go into this process. I would imagine everyone says they have an open mind, but with an idea of what they want. I really want an offensive guy, or I really want somebody who's done the, whatever, um, which you know, which helps you. If right now it helps you, if you're an offensive play caller, that's one. Like That's the thing that everyone's looking for, but it doesn't mean you can't change people's minds. Uh, Chargers, I'm just trying to think of what jobs could come open next year. I wrote down, tell me if you hate or like any of these Jets, Bengals, in addition to some of the ones we've said. Jets, Bengals,
0: Lions. To me, the Lions, I I don't know how Martha Ford, who knows. I think when you say the Jets, the Bengals, and the Chargers, they have all three things in common, right? All, All three teams have the one thing in common that's, Darnold's a little older; it would be his going into his fourth year. But the other two teams will have second-year quarterbacks, yeah. and I think you, my first notion, and I don't blame them, would be I want to get an I want to find my Sean Payton or Andy Reid. And, and, and the Bengals kind of that's what they went for already, right? That's to me the number one thing that's working against them is so many teams have quarterbacks under twenty-seven years old in the NFL, guy, and I, it, I don't blame any of them for thinking oh, we gotta we gotta figure out that guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. W- whether that's right or wrong thinking, because I, I think as we're the name, the, the teams you've listed, you're going to be right. <laughs> you know, we'll have a couple sleepers that are like, oh, I didn't think that team was going to suck or that that situation was going to happen. But it's clear that some of these defensive guys are going to get fired and they're going to have incumbent either veteran quarterbacks or young quarterbacks. And that owner is going to go, well, as Mahomes kicking everyone's ass and Lamar's kicking everyone's ass and you know uh Russell's kicking everyone's ass you're gonna if we just get our quarterback right, we'll be good,
1: yeah I do wonder if it makes sense if it were to, like if it happens with Pete while Russell is still kind of in his prime if you go with a defensive coach leader big picture right when you walk into an organization that's had success, maybe that's more it, to avoid the situation the Packers are in where an offensive coach comes in and tries to change Aaron Rodgers. Now they would argue, well, Aaron's kind of on the back end, we think, so that's why it makes sense for us. But Seattle, it might make sense to stay with kind of the, even whether they knew Robert or not, to stay with what you had because it's, it's worked so well for you. They're interesting well- because they have not had, like their coordinator situation, it's changed, and nothing's really changed for them in terms
0: of success. Well, because he hires the coordinator, whether it's Bevel or Schottenheimer, bounce back. That, thinks, that thinks like him. You know, yeah. He's going to hire a ground-and-pound guy. But he's also to hiring me, a guy that's kind of already been the hot name. To me, Seattle, whether, I, see, I don't know if you'd copy Pete, because that could be like some of these players would be kind of fraudulent, yeah. even though I think Sal is naturally kind of like that. I think you would just go blank slate, unlike the Chargers or the Bengals, that are all, all their chips are in the middle of the table on Burrow and Herbert. I, I can't blame them. Where the where the Seattle, and maybe Sala would have a good chance there, you just hire who you think is going to be the best head coach. Because Russell can kind of handle himself, right? Yeah. But, but best head coach might mean not an offensive play caller. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You just think the guy is going to be the best leader. Like Pete, he is a defensive guy, but when you think Pete Carroll, you just think lead the troops to battle, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If if uh,
1: if Lamar Jackson has another incredible year, though, for all even though Greg Roman is like the name, he's been the name 10 different times. It feels like.
0: How does he not get a job? I don't know, man. I I think it's pretty dependent on that type player. So if you have like if you have Justin Herbert, would you be interested in Greg Roman knowing that like, yeah, we don't really want him to play like that? I'm not saying this is fair or not because I bet Greg Roman would tell you, "Well, I can do other stuff. Yeah. I, I have other plays that I call. I just do these plays
1: because they work." Clearly, there's something because he's had oper- he's been the coordinator of two kind of revolutionary offenses and hasn't become a head coach. I think so that's not a lot. I'm not I, talking. Like I think a that
0: lock. I think it'll pigeonhole him a little bit. As if you have that type quarterback, teams will be interested. If you don't, I don't know. Yeah. Fair again, fair or not, you, these things do. They take on a life of their own, and you get labeled in the league. Like, I think when you think Robert Sala, if you just ask most people in the NFL, you'd be like, high energy, aggressive, right? Kind of like all Pete's guys. Dan Quinn, he just fits that mold. You could go, well, would we be better off hiring Gus Bradley, who's already failed and had some experience? They say guys are better off on their second term, second job. Who knows? Like, what if Gus Bradley and the Chargers are really good? Like, does he get back in the mix? He might, but I I guess I would go back to –
1: and this maybe applies more to Greg Roman than Gus Bradley, maybe Greg Romans doesn't interview great when he interviews for jobs. You know, like, like part of this, this is why I go back to part of this is the success. Part of it is just Robert Sala sitting down with his binders to impress the owners, like Steve Kerr said, and just being a guy that the owners go, I think that could be the head coach of my team.
0: Well, what if, and here's what we don't know about Robert Sala. What if he can sit down and talk, offense really really well cuz he's been around Kyle every day for the last 4 years. Yeah. And like he can speak offense at a much higher level than a lot of defensive coaches. Cuz I would imagine they got a pretty young group of people in there. It's kind of a think tank. Yeah. And if you if you have and I'm he's a smart guy. He spends a, you, you and I go to practice, they're always standing next to each other, always talking. He'd be crazy if he hasn't taken copious notes on just watching Kyle install offenses to the team and stuff that he, he actually might come in more equipped than a lot of defensive coaches. If he's done it right. That's a good call. All right. Let us know what you think about this down in the comments below. Like the video.